0: Hello, hello. Welcome to Random Acts of Living. I'm your host, Emilia Nordhook. Thank you for joining me today. I'm really excited about the story that I have to tell you. So let's go ahead and just dig right into the meat of it. Good morning, my badass listeners. Welcome to Random Acts of Living. I am Emilia Nordhuk coming to you from my island of Molokai, where I have, um, I've landed, I've landed back here after, um, a a tour of the, (laughs) of the world and the universe and the inner workings of grief and sadness and pandemic hoo-ha, um, I realized that home is really where the heart is, right? And um, and having spent so much time here on Molokai and been part of the community, I just—it's my home. So, um, so I came back and I am um, in a teaching program. And I'm working at the high school and other schools doing student teaching and substitute teaching and teaching art and all sorts of great stuff that's really exciting. But one of the things I want to talk about today um, that I feel is really important, I felt compelled to talk about this, is that when I decided to come back, I made a decision not to ship a car back or to purchase a car. So... You know, and I think that has to do with, you know, when I lived in Oregon, I never really, well, for a long time until my son was seven, we we didn't have a car. We got around on the bike, you know, because the cities that we lived in were really bike friendly. And um, and then, of course, being in Amsterdam and in the Netherlands, which is 120% bike culture, um place it was super easy not to have a car in fact it was easier to have a bike it's quicker um every there's you know bike paths everywhere it's not a problem and i was thinking about that because i've always had a bike on molokai and you know there's no bike paths here so you ride on the shoulder of the road which in some places is a pretty big shoulder and there's not a lot of traffic so it's not like Riding a bike in Honolulu, which is really terrifying. I have ridden bike in Honolulu. I won't do it again um, because I promise not to do anything foolish <laughs> to end- endanger my life. So um, that's one of the top ten most foolish things. So I'm not doing that um, right now or when I get to Honolulu. I'm just taking public transportation. But so when I came over in January, I just. I realized that, that it was time for me to make a commitment to live the kind of life I want to live and to model the life, the world that I want to see. And I've always felt that in Hawaii, there's no reason why there isn't more of a bike culture. Um, it's, in so many places it's, it's nice. Even when it does rain, it doesn't rain. I mean, it can be hard of course, but I lived in Oregon, you know, I know there's rain gear and you know, all of that, all of that together. So I, um, and also I really am Dutch in the way that I am so cheap. (laughs) So the idea of spending, like when I got here, gas was over $5 a gallon and, um, and it's expensive to get your car registered, it's expensive, you know, the daily um, impacts of, you know, just driving and, of course, um, the insurance and and all of that. And I can't afford a brand new car, so I will have to buy a car that needs to be repaired. And, you know, so I just took all of that into account and, and I, you know, decided that my money was better spent um, someplace else and not continuing to buy into the fossil fuel industry in that way. Not that I'm not attached to it, right? I mean, I, I still live in a house that's on grid, so I pay the utility. And what I did was I got an electric bike. And uh, because when I when I cycled to the high school, there's a couple of big hills. As it turns out, Hawaii is not like the Netherlands. It is not super flat. <laughs> there are some definite, uh, hills that I would call mountains that you have to bike up. So I, I took all of that into consideration. And for the same amount that it would cost me to ship over the, the van that I'd been using in Iowa, um, I could buy a pretty nice e-bike Um, So that's what I did. So I bought this e-bike. So I'm still charging it. So I'm still attached to the grid in that way. Very small amount. But yes, those of you who are thinking, oh, but Amelia, you're still, you know, yes. I think it's not realistic to think that we will never, um, the person will never not use fossil fuel, but to greatly reduce our usage and the way in which we move in the world. Is something to shoot for, so that's what I'm shooting for. I have lots of reasons why I probably won't ever live off grid, then, but I'm not going to go into in this podcast. But again, because I've lived off grid before, um, so so anyway, so I so I get this great e bike and um and a couple of things that it's very well made, but it's heavier than a regular bike, and of course the battery in it. So it's It's hard not to use the assist <laughs> because you have to even just to like pedal regularly um you know, without the assist it's pretty hard and I can only do it really on flat or going downhill because I do turn off the assist when I go downhill so um but I will tell you it's been something of a uh it's just been amazing and and it takes me 45 minutes to bike up to the high school, which is 22 miles. And then, of course, 45 minutes, maybe a little less to come back because it's downhill. And, um, and you know, it's just one of those things that people see me, oh, are you that woman along the road biking? Because they see the bike when I park it. And I also, I bought um, a really great helmet. So even though I am cheap <laughs> and I am tight with my money, I decided that one of the things that needed to happen if I was going to be a serious cyclist along with traffic was to get a helmet that, um, that would protect my head, really protect my head. So I got this beautiful helmet um, and it's gold. It's so great. I will take a picture and post it. It's so fantastic. <laughs> I love it so much. And it does what it was meant to do is people see me. Is, that's the first thing they see. Oh, are you that woman who's biking along the road with the gold helmet? Yes, I am that woman. Thank you for noticing. <laughs> Please always notice me when I'm biking. Um, so that's one of the the big things for me is that even though there's not a lot of traffic and I feel like the drivers here on Molokai are, are good and very attentive to me, um, that I do, I want people to see me. So, so I have the gold helmet and, you know, the other thing is that the kids at school notice me when I'm biking and they're on the bus. And so they'll usually say something. And I love that because it really, um, it gives me an opportunity to have the conversation, right. About why I'm doing it and what's important about how we wean ourselves off of fossil fuel and that, I'm in a place in my life where this is a possibility. I'm not toting kids around to school or programs or anything. I don't have um, a spouse that I need to drive around. I don't have dogs because my dog is in with my mom in Iowa. And we're looking at um, dog carts, appropriate dog carts for her um, so that she can come over in a year. So, you know, so all of that—it's just really important that I'm choosing to do this, but not everybody can choose to do this right now. And that, you know, when I made this choice in January, I knew that, um, it was just important for me to do. So fast forward to March <laughs> and, and now that, you know, Russia has declared war on the Ukraine and is, um, you know, doing horrible things and the price of gasoline and oil is rising. Also, I think for me, it's an important idea to not have my money go to any more autocrats or bad men in the world who are feeding the Western world's hunger for fossil fuels and oppressing their own people. This is really important. And you know, now that, that this has happened, a month into this war, which looks like it has no, uh, no option of, of, um, of easing up and con- just simply continuing in this horrible, horrible way even with all the sanctions and all the pressure and everything that's happening, I'm, you know, we don't know what's going to happen, but hopefully the worst will not happen. But I think this is also our opportunity, the world, the world's opportunity to, absolutely step into the space where we say we can no longer feed this machine. We must wean ourselves off of fossil fuels. Yeah, we all get it's going to take a while. We all get this is not an overnight fucking thing. But for God's sakes, (laughs) how many more situations do we have to be in where we find ourselves with rising energy costs being held ransom basically held hostage by these strong men these these autocrats like this is awful like we <laughs> the western world humans like we just can't do this anymore we know what we need to do we know we need to change the way that we do things in order to save our planet physically but i think to save ourselves morally and ethically we also need to make these changes. It's imperative. Like, like to me, this is, this is kind of like the giant stop sign that's like showing up in our, in our world. It's like, you know, danger, danger, Will Robinson, do not go on, (laughs) change the way you're thinking, change the way you're acting, go, go, go. You know, I mean, this is that side, like if the, the pandemic wasn't the sign that you, that you thought it was, if you needed another sign, this is it. So, so I'm looking at all of this and, and I just feel like it's really, it's imperative. I know I've used that word several times. I apologize for that. But it's a great word that says exactly what we need to do. It's imperative for us to stop. The status quo and to change what we're doing and to get ourselves off of fossil fuel we know we need to we all every state has directives to become a hundred percent renewable by blah 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 well you know what that time is now we need to move those timelines up and we need to make those changes plus and from working in the ind- in the industry and helping people with energy efficiency the biggest the biggest helper in that is a rising energy costs. The more energy costs, the more people want to become energy efficient. The more people want to get off of fossil fuel. And that's just the way people work. You can say, well, we should do this because it's going to save the world. Yeah, but if it hurts people in their pocketbook, they will make a change. That is how we will change this. So because energy is expensive, more expensive. We have an opportunity to change this and we should take it and we should run with it and we should not look back. So that's what I'm going to focus on (laughs) for the next, um, little while, um, on this podcast, I'm inspired by the Ukrainian people and that they are fighting for their lives literally. And I want to do everything that I can to make sure that they have a sovereign state. And I feel that a big part of that is taking ourselves away from the fossil fuel culture, from car culture, from being, we need to define another way that we can be. And we have those answers. So this is not hard. And, you know, and even if you can't, you know, give up your car and, ride a bike or ride an e-bike or, you know, completely just try one time a week to not drive your car as often and maybe try going on a bike ride with your entire family. Look, you know, rent a bike with a, with a trailer or a bike seat and see how it feels to, you know, get your kids around that way. I think that there are so many options that we could do, especially here in Hawaii, uh, where it's just mostly beautiful all the time and sunny and we have great weather and we should be taking advantage of it and riding bikes and finding alternative ways of transportation. So I challenge you, my badass listeners, to get out there and show me how you're changing the world. I want to see... The changes that you are making in your life, small and large, to be able to get yourself off of fossil fuel, whatever it is, whether it's bike riding, becoming more energy efficient, getting an electric vehicle, you know, all of these things matter. And in the end, I would just want to see like maybe all these trucks becoming planter beds. I think that'd be great. I mean at some point I, I feel like we should be able to turn them into electric vehicles, but maybe planter beds is a really good use for them anyway, those are my thoughts today and uh if you see if you see somebody cycling on the side of the road <laughs> with a shining gold helmet, just uh give me a wide berth and uh and wave and um and know that I'm waving back in my heart. thanks again, badass listeners have a fucking fantastic day aloha thank you for joining me and if you found this interesting or provocative or maddening well leave me a review and tell me about it drop me a line let me know some of your stories and thanks again for joining me i look forward to talking to you again have a great day be well stay present aloha